you know what's kind of hard to do is to win baseball games when you give back-to-back grand slams. Like, it's just difficult. If I was writing a book on baseball, I would not recommend that. I would recommend no. that you that you hit yeah. back-to-back grand slams. Yeah, that's a good idea. I would not recommend giving that up. When you come out of the gate eight to nothing and then nine to nothing, it's just not looking good. No. Like, I, I wanted, like, I wish it was possible for, like, Dusty to go out and be like, look, here's a white flag. We need <laughs> these guys to just have any shot in Boston. So we're just going to go ahead and forfeit. friends welcome again to another episode of the potluck podcast i am staring at the red bearded dragon matthew kyle hensley i don't think kyle's no 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 no, but it's his uh it's his uh wife away from home's name kyle uh podcast wife podcast wife matthew what what is your what is your real name matt scott got scott matthew scott hensley Okay, okay. I, I like that. Um, Got it. I'm Jared. <laughs> Freaking me out today. All right, no Alan Murray with us. Uh, he because he's on vacation, man. Does he ever work? Um, I, I have it on good authority that he does work one week a year uh, outside okay. of Sundays. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, the rest of the time, he hunts, fishes, and uh, does other Baptist things. So. Yeah. Um, Still trying to get his hours, but I haven't been able to get him yet here. <laughs> he probably is an exhibitor at the uh, Southern Gospel Hall of Fame. That's he might opinion. be outside protesting the mood that might we be. talked about in the last episode. Yeah. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I just got back from the church that Jay Allen started, Pike Baptist Church in 1866 <laughs> or whatever. Oh, yeah. uh, they uh, they celebrated 155 years of gospel ministry here in Collin County. So I got to be there and uh, kind of give greetings on behalf of the Collin Baptist Association and uh, and celebrate with them. They had a packed house, uh, including a lot of former members and former pastors and so forth coming in. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, we sang from a hymnal I had never heard of in my life. And I'm a hymnist. I've Let's studied go. these. I have not been able to find or locate even where they got this hymnal. Uh, but we sang from it, and it had shape notes, and I knew what to do. But we had a good day. I'm doing well. How are you? Man, I'm great. Uh, uh, great sports weekend. My Crimson Tide won. My Braves won the first two games in the LCS. My Packers won yesterday against the hated Bray, uh, the hated Braves, hated Bears. As Aaron Rodgers screamed, "I still own you!" to the crowd when we, uh, yeah, when he scored the last touchdown. I love that. Um, and so, yeah, great sports weekend. Great Sunday yesterday at Plymouth Park Baptist Church, and uh, starting off with a good week here uh, in the office. So, let's say my beloved Atlanta Braves. Yeah, make it to the World Series, and your beloved so. Houston Astros make it. Yeah. We'll have to make it interesting. We'll have to be a, a bet of some sorts on the series. We're Baptists. We don't do this, brother. Okay, well maybe like but we'll do uh, it anyway. We just want tattoo, tattoo, you yeah, tattoo. tattoo. You get go Astros with a trash can on your forehead. Okay, if the Astros uh, sweep the Braves, and if the Braves don't, um, I will I will take you to Fogo de Chao. Oh, I'm in. All right, I'm in. I'm in. That sounds good to me. Well, hey, we got some uh, Baptist news uh, that we're talking about. The one thing we'll talk about just in a second, uh, most of our listeners, if you're listening to a 
the Potluck Podcast, you already know what we're about to talk about, but yeah. uh, we're going to talk about it anyway. So first, we need to talk about the North American Mission Board. Uh, the headline from Baptist Press, North uh, Nam looks to Baptist faith and message regarding the office of pastor. Past few years, uh, maybe there's been some like accusations against Nam church plants of uh, having female pastors, uh, not senior pastors, but pastors on staff. Um, and I, you know, I haven't really looked a whole lot into that. Uh, but Nam comes in, and this is really a lot of this is coming back from um, Saddleback in California, Rick Warren's church. They ordained three women. Uh, last year uh, to uh, ministry. Uh, so the North American Mission Board comes out and uh, they, they release a statement reasserting that only qualified men uh, can serve as the communicator for preaching and teaching in the main gatherings of worship services and plants endorsed by the North American Mission Board. Matt, for us lay people, explain what that means. It means... We are who we thought we are. That's the shortest version. Uh, you know, yeah, there was some controversy out there and probably even some churches that flew under the radar or, you know, Nam just wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Sure. Uh, and I, I always try to give the benefit of the doubt. And, and I also know that any time that I needed to get an answer, uh, I would always get one. And when I would see something, I was, I'd you know, send Dr. Ezell an email or a text and say, hey, is this, is this legit or am I reading too much into this? And uh, and I would get an answer. And that answer would every single time satisfy me. And I knew that Nam was not on this downward spiral into woke egalitarianism or whatever it is, uh, whatever term it would be. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's very helpful to say, yeah, all, all of this stuff we can we can deal with as we come, but here's where we stand. This is what we believe. This is what our statement of faith says, and this is how we are interpreting that so that when Plymouth Park Baptist Church or First Baptist Church of Farmersville sends their check through the cooperative program, we know that X, Y, and Z is accomplishing what we believe and yes. certainly not accomplishing what we don't believe. And so if whatever was out blown out of proportion, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how pervasive it was or whatever, but well, I it, appreciate it, at the end of the day, them saying, look, this is what we believe and this is what we are practicing. And this is what we're doing from here on. That 1200 sponsored churches. What they found was six had a female listed as a pastor or minister on staff. Each of those churches had it addressed with, it doesn't really get into the specifics on, hey, did the church say, well, we're going to do this, so NAM pulled their funding, or did the church respond and say, we'll take that? I, I don't know, but it's just that NAM uh, handled those appropriately with each church. And look, when you're dealing with 1,200 churches, it's I can barely keep tabs on my own church and what yeah. people are doing around here. And so the North American Mission Board is uh, – you know, they're not omnipresent. They're not, not, they're not omniscient. They worship a God who is. And so sometimes these things can happen. And when it happens, they address it. And that's what we ask them to do. And so I, I'm very pleased with that. I've never thought that uh, the North American Mission Board, the Southern Convention is, is drifting left right now or slipping egalitarianism. I, I guess a concern if you see that, um, I don't think that's a thing that you need to get on Twitter and rant and rave about and make your uh, pet issue. Do what Matt just said get in touch with your – I have a North American Mission Board rep here in Dallas that I talked to, Jeff Williams, Pastor for Spence Denton. Or if you give, call the North American Mission Board and yeah. say, we give money. I got a question. Somebody will get back in touch with you. 
even the other day, this somewhat irrelevant, but and and I don't know the case of each of those uh, six roles that you saw there, uh, but I, I saw church that that I knew and I knew the pastor and I knew where he stood in the way the, you know, the, the page read on their bio made it sound like he and his wife were the pastors. So they were trying to list it ultimately as, you know, here's the pastor's family. And so like they were co-pastoring. Yeah. And so I just sent him a note. <laughs> you know what happened? Uh, about 30 minutes later, it was fixed. <laughs> and so it's like, <laughs> it's like, there's never like sometimes Give the benefit of the doubt, number one. Yes, give some grace. Please. Give some time. Reach out and then private. go to the source. Yeah, instead of going straight and tweeting X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, because what I usually don't see after the fact is I don't see them coming back and saying, oh, well, we were wrong. We're sorry. We we missed this one. I don't ever see that. We just get everybody riled up. We get all of the pile yeah. on. And, well, it's like and when an article is written. Yeah. And then they make a change to it, but they don't tweet. You know, that, well, yeah. what you tweeted, I mean, retweeted 20,000 times. So your correction is, yeah, you know, people are already yeah. upset. You know, yeah. th- I think this is something that's going to be addressed in a few years. The Baptist Faith and Message is pretty loose on this. North American Mission Board just said the primary teacher preacher has to be a man. So I reached out to someone, like you just told Matt, about who is inviting someone to speak at an event who is an egalitarian. Now, he is a man, but... He's a Galatarian, and I said, do you want this person speaking at this event? And the person said, you know, well, I didn't know this. We'll look into it. Here's the problem. This person pastors a church where the primary person is this guy who preaches, even though he has female people on staff who are listed as pastors. Um, the Baptist says the message leaves room for that in the interpretation. The uh, Really, the definition is the primary function is the senior pastor has to be a man or woman. I, I, I has to be a man. I think that will be addressed in a few years. I don't know what will happen with that. Uh, but I, I want to go ahead and nominate right now Matt Hensley to head up a revision of the Baptist faith and message. Do you accept? Um, I accept. Okay, I good. accept because, I mean, my beard is controversial enough. So it's like everything else is Ooh. just icing on the cake, man. And uh, but yeah, and, and here's th- this is what would be interesting for for me is we've already got a pretty wide divide between the 63 and the 2000 yeah like at what point are we like okay just pick one uh you know but at the end of the day usually the missionaries the entities and so forth they're going to have to be on board with whatever this is in terms of being in that cooperation of the sbc statement of faith uh but but i do think it's at some point it has to has to be addressed and that's the thing that we see with the baptist faith and message over the years it's 25 63 and now in 2000 is the world changes in yeah, things that are passes. just yeah that are just assumed yeah. and known this is what we believe and this is the right thing and then over time you know certain things begin to tweak you know god's word doesn't but different things come out yep. and we're like oh well that should probably be, yeah that needs to be addressed and so then we address it in 63 and then things begin to to change or people will find certain loopholes yep. or whatever that that's clearly not what they meant but yeah now it's an issue so we have to address it with 2000. And then yeah. now we see that at the end of the day, like wherever you land, we just need some godly people uh, that know scripture, uh, that that know what we believe and what is intended to be able to sit down with God's word and say, this is what we believe. And this is now what we're going to align ourselves with, whether that is, you know, the, the name, the title, the office, the whatever, you know, it just probably needs to be addressed. 
uh, certainly with resolutions or whatever, and perhaps in time with a re-upped Baptist Faith and Message. Though yeah. Yeah, yeah. my 2000 Baptist Faith and Message tattoo across my back will have to be edited accordingly. <laughs> Um, so, and what y'all don't know is it's not just, it doesn't just say Baptist Faith Message 2000. It's actually the entire document. Is yeah, it's the whole back. thing. Well, I mean, um, I'm so big now, like after a few weeks as the wow. DOM, like, man, it's plenty of room. This is a, all the articles uh, are there. Body image positive podcast because it is. You don't visually see us. So yeah. it's Amen. just, uh, but you know, think about it. 37 years passed between 63 to 2000. The world changed a lot. The world changes faster now than it did them. So I really yeah. think in 2025, this is just, I, I'm not a prophet. I'm not making a prophecy like some people. Um, but uh, Kyle, I think Kyle's 0 for 2. So whatever. Kyle's Actually, it's probably 0 for 4, man. Like every year we do a prognostication. I can call Kyle an idiot on this podcast because I bet he doesn't listen to it. So he'll never know. He, he doesn't. And it's also true. Wow. Wow. Well, <laughs> wow. Um, but, so uh, yeah. So 2025, very I think likely, 2025, there will like, be yeah. a. Yeah, 2023, 2024 annual meeting, there'll be a thing. Yeah, let's do it uh, 2025. So, yeah. Speaking of 2025, the <laughs> architect behind Vision 2025 has stepped down. Ronnie Floyd, president and CEO of the SBC Executive Committee, announced his resignation Thursday night, October 14th, in a letter to Southern Baptists that was released by email. We have talked quite a bit about the NAM deal, so we're running out of time. Uh, but just first, are you surprised? Yeah, he, he, of course, the resignation is effective immediately on October 31st, so he's still the president and CEO of the executive committee. I'm not surprised uh, based off the way things have gone in these last few votes and it, what it seemed like what was happening behind the scenes that uh, maybe people working for the executive committee were pushing the committee to go one way and they ended up going a different way so i'm not no i'm not surprised i think that uh when push came to shove he said it himself in his letter i was left with no other option based off of what happened at this meeting so no i'm yeah. not surprised yeah yeah the the other thing uh not to make light of it i guess we are making light of it but i do have to give him credit for the uncertain unknown unprecedented and uncharted waters line that was that was strong alliteration yeah, strong. but then there's also another one that in the midst of deep disappointment and yeah. discouragement we have to make this decision by our own church choice and do so willingly because yeah. there is no other decision for me to make and so and he yeah, bases that off know, his integrity and his character over the years yeah. yeah we do wish him the best praying for him for sure and uh, yeah. and i think certain things everybody can agree we wish had happened differently uh, to yeah. use another D, uh, therefore the deep disappointment. Uh, but uh, we do wish him the best. And uh, any other thoughts on that? Um, just we need to pray for the executive committee. Those yeah. who are still there haven't resigned. We need to certainly pray for the executive committee staff. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Greg Addison, Jonathan Howe. Um, I can't think of Willie's last name. Uh, to save my life right now. But I mean, there's an annual meeting to plan. Yeah. Um, and there is another executive committee meeting uh, coming up in February where they got to deal with a lot of stuff. This is a lot of work that there's going to be fewer hands to do. Yeah. And they got to they got to they, they find a new present CEO. They got to replace all these people who have resigned. Um, I just, yeah, uh, we need to pray for them. Yeah. As Slade said, we're not going to rush into anything going forward. We have to make sure we're fulfilling the bylaws, and that's yeah. going to be difficult. 
because as we shared on the last uh, podcast, we've lost our general counsel, who yep. we would typically turn to for guidance. And so and as I would say to the amen, we're almost said, polity matters. So yes, follow the bylaws. Yeah, for sure. Uh, finally, for our Southern culture topic, the State Fair of Texas. Howdy, folks. This is big tech. Yeah, the State Fair of Texas. I went this week to the greatest ripoff uh, in Dallas County, which is the State Fair of Texas. I had never been before. It took me living now three years in uh, the Great Republic of Texas. And we finally went. And after we paid $40 to park and we paid $40 to get into the State Fair, and then we dropped another $60 to buy coupons to buy things. Uh, I told my wife, I will never, never come back again. How many times yeah, have you been? We, I've been a few. Rebecca really likes the place. and uh, But it, it just seems now such a ripoff to to pay to park, to go in, to buy your coupons, to do all of that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, if, if, if you have an event there that you want to do, like I always enjoy the little dog show. Uh, yeah, oh, we know, did the, the pig racing. Yeah, that, there's, there's some fun stuff that's free. Uh, but yes. it is just so expensive to eat and do anything, especially times six for us and, you know, times four for y'all and soon to be yeah. five. It's just going to get more and more. And every year it only gets more expensive. Uh, but I do like going to get a corny dog and uh, Fletcher's. You know, yeah, I get a Fletcher's, Fletcher's corn dog. is a good corn dog. And uh, so that's always fun. Uh, but we so so we have a story. I think that I might have even shared on this podcast at one point or maybe with Kyle uh, of the ripoff in the midway where I played one of those balloon pop games where you had a dart and you're throwing darts or whatever. And every time I threw it, he would say something like two and two is what four, four and four is what eight. And we just kept going up. I didn't know what he was doing. I'm just, he handed me three. I started throwing them. He handed me three warnings. I didn't know, like not, not paying any attention. And we keep going. And finally, like, I'm like, when do I finish? He said, well, that's up to you. You're, you're at, you know, 80, whatever dollars right now. It's like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, and so I, and I still had a dart in my hand and there was like thoughts going through my head, Matt, like how much is this worth? Because I really want to throw this through his eyeball right now. <laughs> and I was tempted. And, but Did I looked you? behind me, there was like one of the big, you know, the sky high police oh, yeah. thing. So I was like, I wouldn't get away with it right now. So I paid the man and I got my giant Nemo fish, which wasn't that giant. It was about two and a half, three feet for $80. Uh, long for about 80 something or maybe even 90. I don't know. It was a lot. And, uh, and, but Rebecca, that's like the one souvenir I will not let her throw away because it's the most expensive thing. I paid $80 ever, for this fish. That's, that's my conversation. Every time she wants to throw it away, we don't do anything with it. I, I know. I know. I want to keep it. I want to be buried with that thing. <laughs> The, um, I would say it's the worst financial decision I've ever made, but I, I can't say that. No, I, I I know about some of your financial decisions, so I would not affirm that either. Yeah. Art uh, <laughs> Rayner, Art Rayner just shakes Rainer. his head. Can I tell you about the best thing I ate at the state fair? Yeah. Uh, fried butter. Uh, not try fried butter. I wanted to. Uh, after spending nine dollars to ride a ride with my kids, uh, I will get a six flags from now on. Um, I tried what was called a pork shot. It was um, sausage uh, that was wrapped with delicious hickory smoked bacon, uh, which formed a tiny little bowl. 
uh, that was stuffed with creamy mac and cheese and sprinkled on the outside with the secret spicy barbecue rub that was just phenomenal. I got three of them for 12 coupons. For those of you keeping score at home, I got three of them for $12. Not a great deal, but it was delicious. All right. And a Fletcher's corn dog. Hey, hey that's what, that's that what matters. Yeah. Awesome. And Amarillo. Well, send us out. And well, what else you, did you, get? you got something else? An Amarillo cookie. All right, armadillo cookie. As much as you. Armadillo cookie. I wish I got paid like you. Oh, wow. 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 Well, yeah. you know, I actually I work a lot. this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, you go. I, I wish my job was, I'm going to go get coffee with uh, pastors, and I get paid to do that. I'm going to go eat lunch with pastors, get paid to do I'm all right. Thank you, notes to pastors, get paid for it. Man, what a, yeah. 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 <laughs> Love you, Matt. Hey, friends, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pilot Podcast. Hope you had your fill, had your full. You can be confident in what the North American Mission Board is doing. And please be praying for the Executive Committee and Dr. Floyd as he figures out what's next for him. Don't go to the Texas State Fair, but go get you some fried food this weekend. Stay Baptist, my friends.